NPR, Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on prn.live, or you can also call in 641-793-7091. Today, I will be my own guest, hallelujah. Um, I am going to be uh, reading an article that our Scotland editor, who is writing my late husband, Gary Tunsky's uh, What in the Cell is Going On book, Um, We're going to be reading a beautiful article. He's kind of consolidated both of my husband's, my late husband's CDs, as well as his uh, Battle for Health is Over PH. And the title of this article is What in the Cell is Going On? The Battle for Health is Over PH. And it's a powerful, powerful article that's going to be part of the books that we're writing in honor of my, again, late husband who had the wisdom of our creator. So this is going to be a very simplistic uh, reading of the of our creator's healing, and um, I hope everybody enjoys it. So again, the title is What in the Cell is Going On? The Battle for Health is Over PH. As you quietly read these words, a world of activity is taking place in every cell of your body. Every second, unseen and unnoticed, millions of new cells are reborn in your body's ceaseless program of self-generation. Cells are the bricks and mortar from which which all living tissue and organs are made. To understand degenerative and metabolic disease, you must become familiar with the miniature world of the cell and degenerative and how it is able to perform battling chemical transformations. The cell produces infinitely complex proteins, vitamins, hormones, transmitters, neurotransmitters, growth factors, enzymes, and metabolic energy life force called adenosine triphosphate, which is also known as ATP. A healthy body is determined by the health of each of its cells. All disease originates at the cellular level and not at the organ level or system level. Healthy cells create healthy tissues. Healthy tissues create healthy organs like the heart and lungs. Healthy organs create healthy systems like the endocrine system and the immune system, and the healthy systems make up a healthy body. In the complex world of the 75 trillion plus cells that make up your body's nation, you are the president, the brain, that delegates the police force that protects and shields the cellular citizens from attack by foreign enemies, free radicals. The cellular citizens' work performance, transportation system, medical care, communication, food and water, and methods of toxic waste and trash removal are up to you. With your guidance and destruction, excuse me, with your guidance and direction, the body's nation will provide all the necessities for proper functioning as a whole. Your cell citizens come in all shapes and sizes and perform an infinite variety of job tasks. Some reside in large cities that are your organs. Others prefer to live in the outskirts in small towns away from the traffic, for instance, your fingernails. But no matter where your body, no matter where they reside, each cellular citizen has a purpose and important duty for the good of the nation, your body. Cell composition. 
There are 150 different types of cells, skin cells, blood cells, nerve cells, bone cells, brain cells, muscle cells, hair cells, kidney cells, heart cells, liver cells, spleen cells, mucus cells, eye cells, etc. They all perform unique functions that orchestrate the body's function capacity synergistically as a whole. There's, they are all a piece of the body puzzle that makes up the big picture. For example, nerve cells produce neurotransmitters for nerve transmission. Skin cells produce melanin, a pigmented cell that turns brown for protection against UV sunlight. Muscle cells produce adenosine triphosphate, ATP, for energy. Liver cells produce bile for fat metabolism. Beta cells in the pancreas produce insulin for blood sugar regulation. Glandular cells produce hormones like thyroxin, testosterone, and estrogen. Each of these cells have different half-life of survival, and they constantly die and replace themselves throughout your whole lifespan. Your red blood cells die and replace themselves every 90 days. Your, your seven skin layers of dermis and epidermis shed like a snake and replace themselves every 21 to 28 days. You generate a whole new heart every eight months. You synthesize a whole new liver every five months. The surface layer of the mucosal lining in the intestines quickly replaces itself every five, three to five days. Because skeletal bone cells are made up of a harder matrix of calcium, boron, osteoclast, and vitamin D, it can take, it can take up to seven to ten years for bone cells to die and replace. So everyone reading this article gets a whole new body every seven to ten years. Now that's a new one, not a healthier one. The new cell generations are completely dependent on the building materials you fed the previous cells before it, whether they were toxic toxins or nutrients. If the previous cells were bathing in poisons from toxic food, toxic beverages, toxic air, toxic drugs, toxic emotions, etc., the next cell generation will be weaker than before. It will continue to degenerate in future cell replacements or generations unless detoxification measures are implemented. On the other hand, if the previous cells were bathing in full-spectrum nutrients and high oxygen saturated, the next cell generation will be stronger than before. It will be in a regenerative state instead of a degenerative state. Our body cells are self-regulating, self-repairing, and self-renewing under the right conditions. They're programmed by our creator for life, not sickness and our, hold on. They're programmed by our creator for life, not sickness and death. Now, what constitutes a healthy cell? There are 90 plus nutrients that come from the nine different categories that are necessary as a cell recipe to make hormones, peptides, neurotransmitters, and proteins for new cell growth and proper functioning of the body systems as a whole. These 90-plus nutrients are synonymous to the 26 letters of the alphabet that make up the dictionary. If you remove just five letters from the alphabet, you can only make half a dictionary. Similar, similarly, if the cells are bathed in 45 nutrients instead of the necessary 90, the cell's manufacturing potential is cut, potential is cut in half. This limits energy production, which then limits whole body performance. This would be analogous to an eight-cylinder high-performance sports car engine running on only four cylinders. So, if the health of the cell is the answer, what constitutes a healthy cell? When you inject, eat, drink, bathe, breathe, and bathe in. What you inject, eat, drink, breathe, and bathe in. 
These either nurse the 75 plus trillion cells with oxygen, water, vitamins, minerals, enzymes, phytonutrients, essential fatty acids, glucose, and amino acids, or contaminates or contaminates them by slow poisoning of the bloodstream. You see, what you breathe, whether it's oxygen or environmental contaminant, ends up in the bloodstream. Whether you ingest living, organic fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, legumes, and seeds, or whether it is refined, processed, foodless foods, and toxic sugar-laden drinks, it ends up in the bloodstream after digestion. What you bathe in, tap water, toxic soaps, toxic shampoos, cosmetics, etc., absorbed through the skin and also ends up in the bloodstream. The bloodstream is a flowing river of life to all the cells for nourishment and removal of acidic waste residues if it's circulating. Picture a gushing, vibrant river that branches into streams and streams that diverge into, into and if it's circulating. Picture a gushing, I already said that, push, push blah. Picture a gushing, vibrant river that branches into streams and streams that diverge into trickling brooks that nourish the environment. Now picture your gushing arteries branching into veins that branch into trickling capillaries that nourish your cells. So the question is, is your bloodstream a flowing river of life or a stagnant swamp of death and the disease? For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Leviticus 17.11, excuse me. Cells perform many functions. Cells are multifaceted. Some resemble miniature electrical generators like a lithium battery, synthesizing energy, ATP, and microvoltage. Cells breathe and take in oxygen just like your lungs do in order to bring in intelligent nutrients and remove toxic waste. Cells are also manufacturing plants that synthesize hormones, neurotransmitters, proteins, and life force. The whole bodily process is so much more in-depth and complicated than nutritionists and medical science have ever contemplated. Our finite minds could only possibly fathom or consciously control the extraordinary complex task of the manufacturing, storage, repair, communication, transportation, policing, policing, policing waste disposal, administration, food production, temperature control, and pH balancing that go into our, in our body's cells every second of the day to maintain health and vitality. Language of the cells. Just like our language is verbal through sound vibration, the cells communicate to each other through an intricate network of electrical, chemical, and hormonal language. These cellular engines communicate like a wireless fiber optic network 24 hours a day. The DNA coils act as transmitters and receivers of, a, of cellular information through electromagnetic energy to neighboring cells, similar to a radio antenna. If an electrical attraction, electrical interface communication takes place within every cell, it is a nerve cell. If it is a nerve cell, then it is a chemical language through neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine neuropinephrine. If it's a muscle cell, then it is an electrical language through adenosine triphosphate, the ATP. If it's a gland cell, then it's a hormonal language through hormones like estrogen, testosterone, DHEA. If it's a brain cell, then it is electrochemical. 
A picture metaphor of how these cells communicate would be to envision all 6 billion people on this planet picking up a wireless phone simultaneously and having a phone conversation. Now picture everyone clicking on three-way and having a three-way conversation throughout the world. Then picture everyone in the world clicking on conference call with a total conversation of, of conversation capacity of a thousand different people simultaneously. The question is, do your cell phones have a good reception to transmit and receive messages from neighboring cells, or do they have a bad connection due to built-up toxins? Your intestinal cell phones talk to the skin. Your spleen cell phones talk to the thymus. Your heart cell phones talk to the liver. All cells, organs, and systems work in unison like a flowing river. No organ or system work alone, just as no nutrient works alone. So what is the regulatory authority that controls cell processes? The answer is pH, which stands for power of hydrogen. The link between cell health and pH. The pH of your blood, tissues, and body fluids affects the state of your cellular health and inner clean, clean, cleanliness or filth. When your pH levels are in proper balance, you will experience a high level of health and well-being. You will be able to resist states of dis-ease and the onset of chronic, chronic symptomologies. Every metabolic and system function, including all regulatory mechanisms such as digestion, respiration, hormone release, neurotransmitter release, and immunity, depends entirely on delicately balanced pH. This is very similar to our built-in thermostat that battles to maintain a 98.6 degree system temperature. A pH test measures the concentration of hydrogen ions in the body. The more positively charged hydrogen ions present, the more acids present. The less hydrogen ions present, the less acidity. The pH scale ranges between 1 and 14. 7 is considered neutral. Anything below 7 is considered acidic. Anything above 7 is considered alkaline. Like a thermometer that measures body temperature, the pH scale shows increase and decreases in the acid-alkaline content of your body's fluid, fluids, body, uh, blood, saliva, urine, lymph, etc. A healthy body should operate slightly alkaline. Deviations above or below 7.30 or 7.40 pH rain in the blood can signal signal potential serious and dangerous symptoms or states of dis-ease, which warns us of a deeper-rooted disease process. When your cell and tissue pH levels deviate from a healthy range, 7.0 or 7.40, into an acidic state below 7.0 pH, the acid waste that your body is normally able to discard when it's healthy through the elimination route start to back up like a clogged sewage system. When too many acids overwhelm the body from a poor diet or overexposure to environmental toxins, the body's built-in defense mechanism will attempt to neutralize excess acid waste. If the body's cell tissue and blood pH become too acidic, the body will gear up to balance pH. There are nine different internal buffering systems to neutralize acids and balance pH. If these nine neutralizing mechanisms finally go bankrupt and can no longer discard the acids, to balance pH, the excess, acid, the excess acids will severely compromise cellular integrity and cellular function. They do this by shutting off oxygen and nutrient uptake and disrupting cellular frequency for communication. 
This leads to a complete metabolic and system breakdown where serious health problems will then manifest. Nine bodily responses to neutralize acid wakes. Number one, increased oxygenation. The first and foremost acid pH neutralizing response is increased O2 through increased respiration. This hastens CO2 release from the lungs because of 100,000 plus environmental contaminants dumped into our atmosphere over the last 50 years. Our atmosphere, our atmospheric oxygen levels have been reduced to some major industrial cities from 21.9% to under 10%. This situation has been a major culprit in creating a breeding ground for anaerobic microorganism invasions because O2 levels above 14% are a necessity for killing off these disease-causing pathogens. The scary thing is atmospheric oxygen content under 10% sets the stage for cancer. It is an environment of, in, a, in an environment of less than 7%, life ceased to exist. Number two. Using amino acid buffers. The second buffering system to neutralize acid, the intracellular amino acids from protein digestion. Alkalizing amino acids such as cysteine, taurine, glutathione, and methionine work to bind acids for removal out of the skin through sweat. Number three, using high pH body fluids. Next in line are high pH body fluids such as limp or saliva, which work to dilute and neutralize acid residues like solvents. Dehydration will inhibit this process, and sadly, over 90% of the population today is dehydrated from the overconsumption of dehydrating products. These can include coffee, alcohol, carbonated beverages, and high sodium fast food diets. Number four, using electrolyte buffers. The fourth system of neutralizing acids is the utilization of high pH electrolytes such as calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium. These are derived primarily from the green foods in order to bind salt acids from intracellular and extracellular fluids. These are excreted through the kidneys as urine waste. Number five, filtering through the body's elimination rounds. The next phase is the filtration and elimination of acid salts via the skin, urinary tract, colon, and respiratory system. Number six, manufacturing bar bar bicarbonated buffers. If these five routes are clogged, the body, the body will manufacture high pH bio bicarbonate ions from CO2 and diffuse it into blood plasma to neutralize acids. Number seven, Stealing buffering minerals from other areas of the body. It is important to understand that adequate minerals are to be taken in through diet to maintain blood reserves of calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium for heart and muscle function. If not, the body response will be to rob these minerals from the bones, teeth, joints, and muscles in order to buffer and neutralize acids. This will lead to a severe mineral deficiency. Number eight, pushing excess excess acids to outer extremities. If all seven of these buffering systems are overwhelmed and the body can no longer neutralize the acids, then in a last-ditch effort, the blood will push excess acids and toxins into outer extremities as a storage bin away from vital organs. These low-priority areas 
for storage happen to be areas for the body of the body where disease symptoms are prevalent. For example, acid residues are stored in the wrist, leading to carpal tunnel syndrome. In the knees, osteos, uh, osteoarthritis. In the feet and toes, gout. In the skin, dermatitis or eczema. In the joints and fingers, rheumatoid arthritis. In the tissues, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue and degenerative disease, etc. Number nine, dumping acids into the blood and vital organs. Once these non-vital storage deposits are filled, then the vital organs are next in line as storage areas. When this occurs, the body will manifest serious chronic disease conditions such as cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and debilitating arthritis. That is why blood circulation through exercise and massage is of utmost importance to remove stagnant acid waste deposits in and around the cells before it's too late. When all nine protection phases are overwhelmed, the end result is an accumulated toxic load. It overloads the filtration system, elimin filtration systems, elimination routes, cells, and immune systems leading to premature death and disease. These nine intelligent systems are what keep you alive. The path of least resistance is going to be your target organs for storage of toxins transferred from the bloodstream. If the acid storage in the pancreatic beta cells produce insulin, the fancy disease label is diabetes mellitus. If acid toxins accumulate in your colon, it will exhibit diverculitis, Crohn's disease, leaky gut, constipation, or colon cancer. Take your pick. If acid toxins accumulate around the myelin sheath, it's called multiple sclerosis, MS. The list goes on and on. When the cellular matrix that makes up the organs is suffocated, the cells cannot breathe properly and do not receive the nutrient building blocks they need to do their manufacturing task. Once the cell membranes are coated and solidified in acid poisons, the cells begin to spill out acid waste of CO2 and lactic acid, adding to the already acid condition and severely dropping pH levels. Acidic pH, coupled with a lack of circulation from the sedentary lifestyle, causes stagnant extracellular waste, triggering premature death to the cell. As the cells become deprived of the necessary nutrient components for optimal health and reproduction, the entire body begins to rot and decay from the inside out. An overly acidic body starts to eat away at tissue like battery acid eating into the skin, slowly corroding your entire body. If left unchecked, these acid wastes will interrupt all cellular activities and functions. This can interrupt everything from the beating of your heart to the neurofiring of your brain to cognitive thinking and memory interruptions. Overacidification interferes with life itself, leading to all sickness and disease label. Fundamentally, all regulatory mechanisms, which can include breathing, digestion, circulation, hormone production, neurotransmitter release, etc., serve the purpose of balance, balancing pH by removing the normally metabolized acids from the body tissues and cells. As the cells, tissues, and organs begin to die, morbid microforms such as parasites begin to feed on the diseased areas. This produces potent acidic byproducts called myco mycotoxins, which further compromise pH and create disruption in the body's biosystems. This process can involve further morbidity through bacteria, yeast, fungi, and mold formation with subsequent serious life-threatening life symptomologies. This is what the medical community refers to as degenerative, degenerative disease. 
I would say that disease comes from the inside out and that the terrain or the environment of the body is the catalyst for development and progression of all disease. This does not preclude the contributing factors from external circumstances such as trauma, airborne microforms, air pollution, radiation, chemicals, drugs, including vaccines or injections. These all provide negative acidic impressions, but dis-ease arises within the cell in response to these impressions. Sink or swim. Dr. Robert Young, one of the world's foremost experts on the subject of pH and the cellular health and the author of Sick and Tired, Reclaim Your Inner Terrain, gave an excellent analogy of how we are poisoning our bodies daily and disrupting these critical acid-alkaline balance necessary for health. Think of your body as a fish tank. Think of the importance of maintaining the integrity of the internal fluids of the body that we swim in daily. Imagine the fish in this tank are your cells and organ, and organ systems bathed in the fluids which transport food and remove waste. Now imagine backing up your car and putting the, the, the tailpipe up against your air intake filter supply oxygen to the water in the tank. Now imagine backing up your car and putting the tailpipe up against the air intake filter supplying oxygen to the water in the tank. The water becomes filled with carbon dioxide, monoxide, lowering the pH, creating an acidic environment, and threatening the health of your fish, your cells, and organs. What if you throw too much food or the wrong kind of food and the fish are unable to consume or digest it at all and it starts to decompose and putrefy? Toxic waste chemicals build up as the food breaks down, creating more acidic byproducts, altering the optimal pH. Well, basically, this is a small example of what we are doing to our internal fluids every day, some of us more than others. We are fouling our, our internal fluids with pollution, with vaccines and other drugs, excessive intake of food, overconsumption of acid-forming foods, and any number of other transgressions which compromise the delicate balance of pH that maintains homeostasis. Some of us have fish tanks, bodies that are barely able to support life, yet we somehow manage to struggle from day to day, building more severe imbalances until there is an inevitable crash and debilitating chronic, disturbing, and disorganizing symptomology to deal with. Pharmaceutical drugs perpetuate an acid condition. What pharmaceutical drug neutralizes acids and increases pH? None. What pharmaceutical drug addresses nutritional deficiencies, especially alkaline minerals? None. What pharmaceutical drug boosts or enhances the immune system? None. And how could they? They're poisonous and destructive, not nutri nutritive and, constru and constructive. Pharmaceuticals are acid by their very nature, particularly vaccines and antibiotics. How can you treat an acid condition with another acid? Drugs. This is like trying to cure someone who accidentally drank poison with another poison. The fact of the matter is that all doctors are drugging the symptoms of acidity, symptoms of an, an acid pH due to toxicities, and drugging the symptoms of nutritional deficiencies. Headaches, nausea, fear, fever, skin rashes, brain fog, severe exhaustion, gastric bloating, angina pain, and dizziness are all the body's intelligent warning signals of a cellular engine problem. These are due to an acidic pH, toxic overload and nutritional deficiencies in an organ or system. 
symptom suppression with anti, which means against medication, is analogous to snipping the wire to a blinking oil light on your car's dashboard and thinking that you fix your engine instead of lifting up the hood and putting oil in the engine. A mainstream physician would look at the blinking morning light, not the engine, as the problem. Disease and symptoms are separate entities. Medical science teaches they are one and the same, and that by killing the symptom, you somehow kill the disease. This absurd, twisted pseudoscience originated and continues from the germ theory of disease that was perpetrated by Louis Pasteur in the late 1800s. This has continued to this day in all medical school training with little or no opposition. What makes Pasteur's germ theory so believable is that it seems to be common sense. The killing of bacterial infections like streptococcal, streptococci, bacilli, and pneumonia seemed to be the cure-all or panacea in the 1950s. But all it did was set up shop for stronger, enemy-resistant strains to battle in the future. Bacteria and viruses are secondary, not primarily, cause of diseases. In their ignorance, the medical establishment is creating their own business by shoving the disease deeper into a chronic state with their drugs that suppress symptoms. This would eventually require more radical procedures of butchery and mutilating surgery in the future because they never address the acid state of the patient or the direct cause of the disease. The sadistic system is set up to never get to the root cause of disease. You are trapped in a revolving door of more office visits, more prescription drugs, vaccines, more MRIs, more CAT scans, more chemo, more radiation, and more surgery. Our creator did not make us with surplus body parts. Every organ and tissue, including tonsils and adenoids, are needed. The brain-dead mentality of looking at symptoms of as a disease has been going on since the indoctrination of pharmaceutical medicine almost a century ago. Oftentimes, in today's world of medicine and pharmaceutical monopolies, scientific proof falls under the title of who wants it most, how much you can pay, and how fast you need it. It is blatantly clear that scientists' findings are based upon false premises, personal philosophies, and who is signing their paycheck rather than on truly scientific verifiable fact. If it were the exact science they claim, why does every drug have multiple side effects. The truth is that the side effects are direct effects that nullify an exact science. The religious community has accepted and practiced the teachings of the worldly authorities, government, science, medicine, etc. as truth. As a result, they live in constant violation of almost every fundamental principle of life our creator established when it comes to nourishing the temple, the body, and how we should live here on earth. You don't look to worldly wisdom for spiritual truth, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scholar? Where is the debater of this world? Hath not our creator made foolish the wisdom of this world? 1 Corinthians 1, 19 and 20. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and wonder. For the wisdom of their wise shall for the wisdom of their wise shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. And that's in Isaiah twenty nine verse fourteen. Violating our Creator's principles of health. We finally accept as fact that medical professions teaching 
as to why we get sick. Then we accept their vaccines and drugs, chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery as the only means of treating the sickness, which makes us sicker, exhausts our savings, and slowly kills us. Yet we never question the validity of their teachings. We violate our creator's principles by what we feed our bodies and minds. And then when they break down, we violate our creator's principles again as we attempt to get well. The physician cuts out the body part, poisons our temple with a prescription drug and or vaccines, and uses chemotherapy or radiation. Reestablishing health to the patient is the only way to reverse disease. So, what is defiling our temple's body? The simple answer is any substance that is not part of the structure of the human body. The chemistry of our creator's temple. Let's look at the six-day creation that characterizes what this biochemical machine is made of. And our creator formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Genesis 2, 7. To, to verify the scriptures and scientific findings, you can examine a decomposed body buried in the soil for decades. You will find the remains truly are that of the dust of the ground, soil-based elements. So here we have a book written thousands of years ago telling us that the building materials of man are derived from the elements contained in the earth and atmosphere. Science has only recently discovered through lab analysis and graph, graphite, graphite furnace what the scriptures have been telling us for millenniums. It is clear that man is made up primarily airborne. It is clear that man is made up of primarily airborne elements, 96% breath of life, oxygen, carbon, nitrogen, nitrogen, and hydrogen, while the remaining elements, about 4%, come from the earth, dust of the ground, potassium, magnesium, calcium, silver, copper, gold, etc. The Bible repeatedly confirms that our Creator used these building materials from the mineral kingdom and atmosphere in making man, and these same alkaline elements are necessary for maintaining blood, tissue, and cell alkalinity. If we analyze the molecular structure of all proteins, they are a combination of oxygen, carbon, nitrogen, and hydrogen. Carbohydrates are carbon hydrate, meaning carbon plus a water molecule. Fats, triglycerides, and vitamins are also carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen combinations. So in short, sickness and disease are simply our beautiful created bodies reacting to the foreign things to which we are exposing them to. We do this through injecting slash consuming pharmaceuticals, breathing, eating, drinking, and bathing in acidic, toxic substances that damage the cells and immune system over time. I give thanks to you, for I am awesome, awesomely and wondrously made. Wondrous are your, are your works, and my being knows it well. Psalms 139.14. The simplicity of our Creator. Our Creator is of simplicity, not complexity. If anything in this world is built on confusion, chaos, and mystery, it is not of our creator. It is of the evil one. What do you think the medical profession is built on? Confusion, chaos, and mystery. They get you to believe that there are 10,001 different diseases that need outside intervention. They intervene through drug surgery for economic reasons. It's only one disease, a disease condition in which the patient has a weak organ or system. This article is based on the simplicity of reversing all disease processes by simulating the built-in self-healing autogenic system by changing the body pH naturally. We are doing it in our creator's way as opposed to man's way, which is acidic, short-lived, and destructive. 
Scripture says in Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world. And yet in their ignorance, the average person has conformed to this world in almost every area that deals with, with their physical body. In disobedience and laziness, we are now paying an extreme heavy penalty as millions suffer and are afflicted with a record number of health ailments. We would be wise to turn back to our creator and follow the simple prescription for health that he outlined for us. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of our creator and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statues, I will put none of the diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the creator that healeth thee. Exodus 15:26. Pasteur's germ theory of disease was mistaken science. The adoption by science of Louis Pasteur's germ theory of disease as a whole truth that germs and pathogens are direct cause of most disease without regard to revelations of Antoine Bichamp's microzymian principle that the acidic condition of the patient's cellular environment creates disease marks one of the most con controversial turns of events in modern history. This article will prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that modern orthodox microbial medicine arose uh, upon scientific era on the kill mode mindset. Kill the bacteria, kill the virus, kill the fungus, kill the tumor with the slow killing of the patient. This mindset has played a major role in the promotion of illness by creating resistant strains of bacteria and by suppressing symptoms, not by the reversal of illness. The political assassination of Antoine Bichamp has meant untold misery and suffering for the human race by allowing surgical, pharmaceutical, including vaccine research development to dominate mainstream medicine. Even Pasteur himself cried out on his deathbed that Claude Bernard, a leading cellular physiologist, was right on target. That it that it that is that the germ the germs are nothing and the cellular terrain is everything. It is immoral that Pasteur, knowing that Antoine Bichamp was right, never gave credit where credit was due. Bichamp's discoveries of pleomorphism and microzymas. It was not Pasteur's germ theory of monomorphism. The most profound discovery of the late 1900s and early 20th century, 19th and 20th century, with the exception of the incredible inventions of Nikola Tesla, was Bichamp's early research uncovering tiny little tiny, tiny living ferment she named microzymes, microenzymes. These are better known to Gunther Enderlin, a top scientist, as protist. Germs can't be destroyed, they can only change forms. According to Bichamp, it's not the bacteria or the viruses themselves that produce the disease. It is the chemical byproducts and constituents of pleomorphic microorganisms acting upon the unbalanced malfunctioning cell metabolism in dead tissue that actually produces disease. If the body's cellular metabolism and pH is perfectly balanced or stable, susceptibility to illness or disease cannot exist. So, in other words, disease-associated microorganisms do not originally produce the disease condition any more than a vulture produces a dead rabbit or rats produce garbage. The disease-acidic, low-oxygen cellular environment is created by a toxic diet, toxic environmental exposures, and a toxic lifestyle. This supports the morbid changes of germs to bacteria, bacteria to viruses, viruses to fungal forms, and fungal forms to cancer cells in the body. 
This classical era of referring to symptoms as the disease is perpetuated, is perpetrated to the to this day in all medical schools, trickled down from the professors whose bread and butter by the pharmaceutical industry to all medical students with the intent of brainwashing the young up-and-coming physicians to a kill-mode mindset and to be legal script writers and butchers for the pharmaceutical industry who perform unnecessary surgical procedures. Our creator's intelligent life force, microzymes. The central focus of life and death and disease is orchestrated by an indestructible living entity that exists in every cell and all body fluids termed by Antoine Bichamp as microzymas. These microzymas communicate either life-giving pathogens, live, death-giving pathogens, evil, depending on the cellular terrain. Heat, antibiotics, or any other destructive medical weapon of war cannot destroy these living entities. Since you cannot kill bacteria or viruses, what are modern medicine antibiotics doing to us? They are doing nothing but triggering resistant strains of morbid evolution, i.e. bacteria to viruses, viruses to fungus, fungus to yeast, yeast to mold, mold to cancer. Unfortunately, symptom manipulation with pharmacologically and antibiotics creates a magical shell game of switching diseases. This creates more serious symptoms and disease conditions, which are totally different from the original disease. The quick-fix drug game of voodoo medicine is what is now causing a disease epidemic in this country and is what puts hospitals and doctors as a number three killer in the U.S., maiming roughly 300,000 patients per year. In a state of vibrant health, microzymas harmoniously perform evolved aerobic fermentation as seen in grapes fermented into wine, a beneficial fermentation process witnessed in flora population of the gut with acidophilus bifidus, lactobacillus, plantarium, etc. On the flip side, a disease condition, low oxygen, malnutrition, acidic pH, poor circulation, stress, built-up toxins in and around the cells, etc., causes the microzymas to receive signals to bring the organism back to the soil because it is sick and dying. It does this by devolving microscopic germs into yeast, molds, viruses, and other morbid microforms. These eat away at the necrotic dead tissue as a cleanup food where they seek the disease acid terrain as food. Microzymas change the face of pathogens like a chameleon. This is called pleomorphism. Pleo meaning many. Morph meaning forms. So pleomorphism means to change to many forms. It is the internal Eternal, eternal microzymas that are responsible for the dead animal to decompose back to the soil, transferring life back to the dust of the ground for future plant growth. Any organic farmer or gardener will tell you the vital importance of specific pH conditions needed for food enzyme fermentation. A carbohydrate grain like corn has a different pH requirement to make silage, silage, silage than silage made from young grass, which is protein. Oftentimes, farmers add enzymes and specific bacteria to regulate pH for different food sources to be fermented. Similarly, our body's innate intelligence regulates digestive enzymes and bacteria to control the pH of digestive juices for different foods by way of electrical impulses. The answer is disease process 
in disease process lies in the condition of your cellular terrain, not outside microbe invasion. Invasions. Is your pH in balance? Will it support the development of unwanted guests or necessary life-giving pathogens? In the early stages of acidic pH in the body's tissues, the warning symptoms are mild. These include such things as skin eruptions, headaches, allergies, colds, flus, and sinus problems. These symptoms are frequently treated or manipulated with vaccines, antibiotic drugs, and suppressive medications. With continued suppression of the warning signals of an acidic, toxic, and nutrient-deficient environment, more serious symptoms arise. The disease is driven deeper into a chronic state. Weakened organs and symptoms start to give out heart, lung, thyroid, adrenals, the liver, kidneys, etc. The toxins, acids from the microforms combine to protect the body to produce symptoms of healing crisis. The body then tends to purge or eliminate the toxic residues from the nose through the runny nose, through a runny nose, the skin through sweat, the colon through diarrhea, the increased respiration through the lungs. So we need to remember that it is not the pathogens themselves that initiate disease. They only show up later as an aftermath of an acidic compromised cellular terrain. Mosquitoes seek, mosquitoes seek the stagnant water, but they don't cause the swamp to become stagnant. It is a vicious cycle. One acid condition creates another. Acidic diet coupled with toxic acid emotions creates an acidic pH to the cells. Inevitably, immunosuppression is the result. Then medical doctors come in and treat the acid condition with other acid pharmaceuticals. All disease is acid-related. In, gener in general, degenerative diseases are the result of built-up acid waste within weakened cells and organs that are too weak to clean house. When we are born, we have the highest alkaline mineral concentration establishing the, high, the highest pH. That is why most degenerative diseases do not occur when you are young. They usually occur after 40 years of age. The underlying causes of cancer, heart disease, arteriosclerosis, high blood pressure, diabetes, arthritis, gout, kidney disease, asthma, allergies, psoriasis, and other skin disorders, indigestion, diarrhea, nausea, obesity, tooth and gum diseases, osteoporosis, morning sickness, eye diseases, and other diseases are the accumulation of acids in the tissues and cells. They are also from poor blood and lymph circulation and poor cell activity due to toxic acidic residues accumulating around the cell membrane, which prevent nutritional elements and oxygen from entering the cell. All scavengers breed like parasites. After food is digested and absorbed into the bloodstream, it is carried to all 75 plus trillion cells, trillion plus cells of the body via the circulatory system. The body eliminates what it can and the remainder settles in the weakest cells, those that are not strong enough to clean house. In this accumulation, deposits, deposited dead waste matter and pustulant soup, germs like bacteria, virus, fungus, and parasites breed. Rotting takes place and pus, which is decomposed blood, parasites, flutes, tapeworms, hardened mucus, and other acid waste products formed by the microzymas. This is what science calls disease, and the name of the particular disease depends on the location of the deposits of this acidic, toxic, pestilent soup. If the accumulating deposits are in the joints, it's called arthritis. If the poisonous waste matter accumulates in the pancreas and saturates the beta cells that synthesize insulin, it's called diabetes. If the toxic sludge is dumped into your lungs, it's called chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. It's the same disease. 
wherever your weakest link in the chain of organs is, your path of least resistance is where your disposition for disease will be. If the overload is too great for the blood, excess acid is dumped into the tissues and cells for storage. Then the lymphatic system and immune system must neutralize what it can and attempt to discard the toxic waste. If the lymphatic system is overloaded generally due to lack of exercise, acid deposits will suffocate the cells and damage DNA. If the lymphatic system is pumping through exercise and circulation, they will pick up the acid waste and neutralize them to the kidneys. Unfortunately, they must dump them right back into the bloodstream, causing a Herxheim reaction. This will force the blood to attempt to gather more alkaline salts in order to compensate while stressing the liver and kidneys. This is robbing Peter to pay Paul. Body electrics and the relationship to health. A healthy condition depends on a high level of electromagnetic negative charge on the surfaces of tissue cells. Acidity is the opposite charge and dampens out these electrical fields. If the tissue pH deviates too far to the acid side, cellular metabolism will cease and oxygen deprivation will occur. Acidity and lack of oxygen are ideal environmental conditions for morbid microforms such as bacteria, viruses, fungus, parasites, and molds to flourish. These are the primary symptoms of disease. So in short, acute or recurrent illnesses and infections are either an attempt by the body to mobilize mineral reserves from all parts of the body or crisis attempts at detoxification. For example, the body may throw off, throw off acids through the skin which produce symptoms such as eczema, dermatitis, acne, or other skin disorders. Chronic symptoms result when all the possibilities of neutralizing toxins and eliminating acids have been exhausted. Unless the treatment actually removes acids and toxins from the body and replaces nutrient-building blocks, the cure at best will only be temporary and the cover-up Band-Aid therapy, shoving the disease deeper into a chronic state. Remember, there is not one drug on the market that reduces the acidity of the body or addresses any kind of nutritional deficiency. The sobering fact is that almost all drugs are acidic, especially antibiotics, and add to the acid residue. If the drugs were successful at removing acids and toxins from the infected area, the excess acid would migrate to another weak tissue in the body and create side effects there. The only treatment involves the disposal of acids from all body organs. There is nothing in the mainstream medicine that addresses deacidification, detoxification, oxygenation, or nutritional deficiencies. For this reason, today's medical science is pathetic when it comes to the cure for degenerative and metabolic disease. Without the removal of toxins and acids from all organs, cells, and tissues, the body will not heal. Cancer cell growth is caused by an acid condition in and around the cells. If we look at cancer, it's a whole body systemic disease from head to toe that shows up as a tumor site, a bubble or cocoon of mutilated encapsulated cells. And the body's weakest links are target zones. These zones are the storage bins from excess, excess acids and toxins built up in the blood. These come from the overindulgence of food acids, beverage acids, industrial acids, toxic emotions, and poisonous chemicals that the liver, kidneys, and lymph nodes could not expel fast enough. The result, O2 deprivation leading to cell fermentation where healthy cells begin to rot. These rotting cells and their acids stick together like glue and bond to healthy neighboring cells where they also begin to ferment and rot, creating a domino-like effect. This acid fermentation processes cancer. It is my conclusion based on years of research and study that cancer 
and AIDS are nothing more than electrical cellular disturbance due to oxygen deprivation leading to cell asphyxiation, which then leads to imbalanced acidic pH environment. This process triggers a deorganization of the cellular microzymas to a morbid evolution from bacteria to yeast, fungus, and molds, and their production of mycotoxin waste matter. As Dr. Young says in his book, Sick and Tired, Reclaim Your Inner Health, cancer, therefore, is a four-letter word, acid. This is especially true with the lactic acid as a waste product due to the low oxygen level of waste product of fungus. Dr. Otto Warburg, a two-time Nobel Prize winner, stated in his book, The Metabolism of Tumors, that the primary cause of cancer was the replacement of oxygen in the respiratory cell chemistry by the fermentation of sugar. The growth of cancer cells is initiated by a fermentation process which can only be triggered in the absence of oxygen at the cellular level. Just like overworked muscle cells manufacture lactic acid byproducts as waste, cancerous cells spill lactic acid and other acidic, acidic compounds causing acid pH. If you hold your breath, oxygen is cut off and carbon dioxide is built up as an acid waste and you will eventually die through asphyxiation. If your body's blood pH goes below 7, oxygen is cut off and you will go into a coma or die. The blood performs a balancing act in order to maintain the blood pH with a safe range of 7.3 to 7.30 or 7.40. Some cells, instead of dying, as normal cells do in an acidic environment, may adapt and survive by becoming abnormal cells like primitive yeast cells. These abnormal primitive yeast cells are called malignant cells. Malignant renegade cells do not communicate with brain function or with our own DNA memory code. Therefore, malignant cells grow indefinitely and without order. This biological disorder is what science calls cancer. So, unless an oncologist focus on, focuses on deacidification, detoxification, oxygenation, and fixing nutritional deficiencies with a cancer patient, their treatment modalities will be futile. Diabetes is a result of an acid condition. The pancreas produces one of the highest pH body fluids, pancreatic juice, with an 8.8 .8 pH. A shortage of calcium ions in the body impairs the production and the release of insulin, the insulin hormone. This eventually leads to an acidic blood condition. With the accumulated acid waste products coating the receptor sites of the insulin-producing beta cells, insulin is prevented from being synthesized or utilized. The result of this is diabetes. This can be improved by an alkaline diet, detoxification, and introducing nutrient-building materials for the making of insulin inside the beta cells. Kidney stones and kidney disease are caused by acids. As acidic waste products accumulate in the blood, the kidneys, the bloodstreams filter, become more taxed, leading to nephritis, uremic poisoning, and bladder diseases. All kidney diseases are acid-related and can be improved by an alkaline diet. Kidney stones are salts of phosphoric acid and uric acid, generally combined with calcium and or magnesium. These salts are acidic salts and gradually build up into the stone-like object. Although calcium and magnesium are in the salts, they are, they are there to soften the poisonous effects of uric acid and phosphoric acid. Some people mistakenly believe that kidney stones are, performed, are formed because there's too much calcium. This is not true. Calcium compounds will dissolve in acidic urine, while a kidney stone will not. If you add calcium into the blood and lower blood acidity by an alkaline diet, kidney stones will dissolve from the inside. Allergies are caused by acids. 
Allergies are an irritation, inflammation reaction appearing in, as allergy symptoms, which are a means of dealing with acid toxins. If a beneficial cleansing substance is taken, such as a wheatgrass or a fresh vegetable juice, then sinus swelling, runny nose, skin reactions, tearing eyes, and other detox methods of eliminating acid significantly to your hate and sneezing. If you have no somatic yeast or functions, it would be impossible for you to have allergies. Remember, it's acidic inner ter terrain with a weakened immune system that triggers allergies. Obesity is linked to acid, uh, acids. Gastrointestinal disorder is linked to acids. Arthritis is caused by acids. Gout is caused by acids. Eye conditions are caused by linked to acids. Morning sickness is acid-related. Acid food and beverages, alkaline and beverages, pH of different drinks. I've got a little bit more to read that we're going to finish next week. We're almost finished, but I want to real fast tell you guys that I am on the 21st day of the 21-day cellular cleanse my late husband developed. I'm going to have my first cooked meal, 21 days of a vegan diet, two juices. Hallelujah. Um, I'm drinking my last juice right now. Thank you for listening. And we will continue this next week. And we're going to talk about the solutions to, and finish reading the article as well as talk about the solutions. I did not have time. I did not know it was going to take me the whole hour. I'm so sorry. So we are finished with reading the article. We will complete it next week. You're listening to Vaccine Information Coalition. And our shows can be accessed later on What in the Cell? Dot .podbean.com or on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the underneath the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth and God bless. <laughs>